Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. What's up, guys? Welcome to Game Changer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, and we're expecting a great day. What a wonderful day. What a wonderful day. And um, we'll pop these notes up here in just a minute on the on the screen, black screen. Oh. <laughs> and uh, so I hope you guys are having a great morning. Man, what a great day to jump into day two. Day two of red light, green light. Yesterday, if you missed it, you know. I got all the green lights here today. All the green lights, all the green lights. Yesterday, if you missed it, we were kind of having a little talk. I don't know if anybody likes red lights, but in life, are you more of a green light? Or a red light person. Let me explain. Are you more of a more of a okay? In most scenarios, are you more of a fire aim ready or a ready aim fire? Do you pause? Do you are you use caution? Are you a yellow light person or are you just a full green light person? <clears throat> and uh, what about you, Mike? What are you? Full green light, red light, yellow light, yellow light, yellow light. Okay, I always approach everything with caution. With caution. All right, Ez. What about you, man? Um, Whether it's right, wrong, and different, you got to improve on it. Which, which probably your your go to? I mean, for them, I think I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty green light. I, I pretty much just go with things. I don't really stop too much and like think about it. I just kind of roll. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's good. It's good, Dinah. I think it depends on the situation. So your yellow light. That is a yellow. I was gonna say that's a yellow light. Your yellow, is your yellow like, light. Well, before I answer this. <laughs> Let me take some caution to analyze it and to dissect it. And when you're talking about green and red, (laughs) I'm kind of in the middle. Oh, yellow. No, I think there's some things that I don't think about it, Mm. but there's some things that I do. So certain times when you approach a yellow light, depending on the timing, you may treat it as a green light and certain times you may treat it as a red light. So we got a few people watching on Facebook and a few on YouTube. What about you guys? YouTube, Facebook, yellow light, green light, red light. What kind of person are you? And just put it in the comments. Maybe you can put an emoji. I'm not sure. I'm sure if there's a red light emoji, green light emoji, whatever you can find it. So day two. So, you know, recapping a little bit on yesterday, you know, what happens when we become overwhelmed by our commitments and our responsibilities, right? We're operating, you know, on um, what agenda at that point? You know, many, I think, you know, a lot of times we're operating on our own agenda. And I think many... Christ followers, right? Believers are at risk of assuming responsibility for things that we should not think, right? The work's never completed. There's never, there's always going to be another phone call to make. There's always going to be another person who needs help. And we have to learn to figure out where we've assumed ownership for things that God's not intended us for us to do. I'm going to say that again, because I want to get this, because look, we need to serve people. We need to love people and we need to give to people. But what happens when you when you take on something that is not meant for you to take on, it, it, it bogs you down. How many know the enemy can work? That could be a gifting of yours, right? That, or that can be maybe your Enneagram, right? You're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a server. But how many know the enemy can take what God gave you, the temperament, and he, can, he knows that. So he can actually use that to your detriment or use that to try to trip you up. Because, again, there's always going to be work that's not completed. There's always going to be another phone call you have to make. There's always going to be another person who needs help. And we have to learn how, you know, to, to, to figure out, you know, where we've assumed ownership for things 
right? We've, we've received the owner, assumed the ownership for things that God's not intended for us to do. And John 17, four uh, says, I brought, I brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me, right, to do. And Jesus said that. Jesus said, I brought you glory, Father, on earth by finishing the work that what? That you gave me to do. And I think that Jesus could have used, you know, he was, he was tempted in all ways, the Bible says. And I think that Jesus, um, I mean, he could have done a lot of other things. He could, have, he could have been distracted by a lot of other things. He could have had a lot of fun. He could have done a lot of things that nobody else could have done and that would have taken him off of the plan of God. And, uh, but Jesus did everything the Father wanted him to do. There's the key right there, right? Someone had to do it. <clears throat> He's the only one that has done it from that perspective, and he left nothing undone, right? But the Bible never shows Jesus as being in a hurry or it's never shown him experiencing stress. I mean, even right before he was, he was, you know, going to be crucified, you know, he says, he prays that God, not, you know, if there's any other way, but he, he wasn't in a hurry. He never seemed distracted. You know, he, he never really seemed like he was under stress. And so even though this enormous pressure, can you imagine? I mean, the pressure, literally the pressure of the world. We say we have the world on our, man, I got a pressure of the world on my shoulders. He literally had the pressure of the world on his shoulders, but he never feel, seemed overwhelmed. And he never seemed like he was behind schedule. Matter of fact, in church we say he may he may not be early, but he's always right but on he's, time. And, no, but he's never late, right? And he'll always be on time. And um, and so you know he's never behind schedule. So how did he do it? How did he do it? You know. And um, the premise this week, by the way, is what do we need to say no to? You know, because you, you get this you get this. Um, I think time management is a, I'm not really sure it exists per se. You know, what we call time management, I'm not sure really, even some of the books that are out there, there's some good ones, but there's some of the things out there that people write on. I'm not really sure if it really hits the nail on the head because, you know, you get, you only get so much time. So I get the concept of time management because you only have so much time and you have to manage it. But the reality is part of time management is not just keeping yourself on task. It's making sure that you don't add the wrong things to your task. It is making sure that you, you, we talked yesterday about calling. You know, if you only have a certain amount of time, I think that's a perfect place for calling, for, for putting priorities in place and then eliminating some things. You know, is that producing fruit in my life? You know, am I seeing the results that I need to see? Now, if I'm not seeing the results or I'm not seeing the fruit, is it something I'm doing? Is it something I can do better? Am I not doing it right? Because if God called you to it, right, you know, you, you could just be missing something. But if you've added something to your life and it's taking time, but you're not seeing the fruit and it's there, it's also taking away from other things that God's placed in front of you, then I think that that is, that is part of what I would consider effective time management, right? To, to, to remove something from my life, eventually let it leave. It could be a good thing. It could be part of somebody else's time management. It could actually be a great thing. The church is doing this and it could be a wonderful thing. It's just not my thing. I disagree with you a little bit because I do think you can manage your time, but I, but I think it's about setting priorities. So I I think you set, you know, especially as the year's opening up, you set up how you want to manage your year, what you want to accomplish, and then put practical steps to achieve those things. But I think even in your day, I think if you could, and there's a a planner, and I wish I could remember the name of it, and Ashton's off today, but she actually has this planner. It's like where you have the ability, like you- Focus something planner. But they, the the whole 
thing behind that is that you have some things like you, you take three things that you have to get done today. Then you have like the ones that kind of, you know, you prioritize. These are things that I'd like. These are the things I need to get done today or like to get done today. Then you prioritize. Then these three are ones that I must get done, which makes you put the other things in perspective. And then you leave room that if something pops up, full focus planner. And then you if something pops up. about that planner really quick. She bought you and I both one a couple years ago. It's on my coffee table. You, well, you, you act, well, I'm surprised because that's something that you actually like. All right, Matias said full focus planner. Yeah. Full focus planner. And can I be honest with you? It scares me a little bit. Like it's on my desk and, the, I, and I have a ton of journals in there and I write in them and I have like four or five that are around me that I have different things for work. Or Mine's become a decor item. <laughs> but I'm surprised because you like those types of things. When I looked at that planner, I appreciate the gift and I look at it and it's, yeah. and it's overwhelming to me in a sense because it, it kind of, uh, it just, it, it freaks me out. There's so much to do. It's like, it takes so much time. So to I think the, you know, Full the old focus. school, that's why the old school was called, you know, the day timer, you know, mm-hmm. that and I used to be really big on having a day timer. I opened it up every Monday. I planned out my week, planned out my appointment, my daily appointments. I think that for me personally, that that's what this year's about. And I've talked about it a couple of different times is I want to be able to do everything in excellence. And um, so my word for the year currently, or at least for this quarter is excellence. But the, how do I achieve excellence? I got to be able to manage my time because if I don't devote the proper time to accomplish very specific things, then I'm not going to be able to do it in excellence. I'm going to do it half-heartedly and get the job done, but will it be to the, you know, to the best of my ability? So I, I feel like when you're, when you're talking about that, I think you have to find some very specific and whether you're breaking this up for your year, your quarter, your day, you need to set, you know, these are the things that I need to accomplish, then prioritize them and then highlight these are three non-negotiables I have to get done these are how these orders come in line and then leave room for the unexpected right and that those are the things that you know sometimes God puts in your path the unexpected things and, and this is can be from a personal standpoint of a career or business standpoint or even your spiritual there's some things that you want to accomplish and you know maybe it's reading through the Bible you know this year that you got to devote the time whatever it is I think you have to Lay out what you want to do, find the three major things you want to accomplish, then prioritize the other things, and then don't beat yourself up if you don't get to the, those things, but I think you you got to aim somewhere. You have to have a target. Don't use it as a decor item on the... On the- Exactly. But um, I, a lot, for me, I think part of that is even something I was talking about with some people yesterday. I have been guilty of allowing time to manage me, meaning that anything comes up and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in the middle of something. Okay. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to work on this. And then I, I start a lot of things and I haven't finished anything. So, um, and I think that's managing time, not just starting something, but you actually complete it, whether it's a, you know, two week project, a one day project, or, you know, whatever that is, or quarter project. I think it's, you know, it goes back to what I said. I don't think we disagree. I, I don't and then you're that, wait, that, and that allows you to be able to say, "I don't have room in my life for this." Right. So you could say no to the things that you don't have room for. But I don't think we disagree at all. We disagree by not disagreeing. We're disagreeing that I think you disagree that you think I disagree. But I don't think we disagree. <laughs> Let okay. me well. Let me explain. Let me explain because <laughs> can you can you run that, can you run that no, back one more I time? Say, I can't say that again, but it made sense. 
we just we don't disagree. Actually, what I'm saying is the only way to do some of those things. Some of those things are actually probably a priority. Some of the things that you're looking at that God's called you to do are a priority. But there are things that you can't you can't get to those priorities. You know, Diana mentioned just now the, the inability to finish something. Well, that's not God's p- plan, right? Is for us not to finish something because we always look at Him as the author. We we look at that and we we receive that. Man, God put this purpose in me. New beginnings are like the best thing, right, for us. We we love them. But if you struggle with finishing, you have to read the second part of that scripture that says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And so one of the things I think Diana was saying, she she wants to finish. She because what you see in your heart when you start is the finished product. You don't see a half finished product. You don't see an incomplete product. The problem is what is in our day that doesn't need to be in our day because we're never going to get more time. We're never going to all of a sudden get bonus time, extra time, you know? And um, so I think that that is precisely a, 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 a perfect point of, of talking about time management, you know, um, with regards to this. So the red light, green light, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit, we switched it a little bit today, and we're talking more about, you know, what, what's important in your time frame. And can I say one thing you can't afford to cut out? And maybe this is the one thing that you need to make sure that you implement into your life this year is spending time with God. Because the, the one thing I think that, it, it, obviously, it's, it's the most important thing. But the reason I do think it is so important is because, and especially for me, I do it in the in the morning. Um, you know, if and if me, I want to set the tone for my day. Now, I can see that same thing happening if somebody says, "Hey, I'm not. I don't like to do it in the morning, but I like to do it at night." Make it the last thing you do at night because that's also the first thing you do in the morning. For instance, if you do it late at night, then then you're kind of setting up, and it's still before. You know, the key, I think it is setting it up the day before or the, for the day of, and Jesus did this, Mark 1, 35, uh, 36, 37, 38, those four verses there, it says very early in the morning while it was still dark, and I think it's important that it wasn't like dark, you know, it's not like you got to get up before the sun comes up. The purpose, I think, that what Jesus was emphasizing, the word was emphasizing here, it was, it was really early in the morning, and it was, it, was at a, it was at a time where now, when I initially went and did it, you know, Jesus, nobody was, nobody was messing with me. Nobody was bothering me. So while it was still dark, Jesus got up, he left the house, and he went to a solitary place. He went to a place by himself where he prayed. And then later, you know, when he's praying for a little while, Simon and his companions went to look for him when they got up, right? And they found him, they exclaimed, everyone's looking for you. And Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. What he did basically is get along with God so that he can say what and what's important in my time. What's a priority in my time? Because when he spent time with God, it got him back in check. Maybe the night before they were fellowshipping, maybe the night before they had all talked about, hey, you know, Jesus, let's go, let's go do this. Let's go play this. Let's go hang out tomorrow and do this. And maybe they were all having getting caught up in the moment. I don't know. And then the next morning, but he gets he gets along with God and then it brings him into the place of you know, um, his priorities being lined up. And I think that's important. And so with him, it was, I've come here to preach. I mean, he has a limited amount of time. He's only going to be, you know, here for this amount of time. So that before he goes, that to goes to knowing your purpose. Yeah. All those things hit light in hand. He knew his purpose. Mm-hmm. He knew his agenda. He, he knew the assignment. <laughs> what? 
because that's, that's good. well. I could tell you, you think that was funny or good. No, that's something that's popular right now. Knowing the assignment. It's popular. He knew his assignment. Yeah, like TikTok and oh. reels. I didn't know. Y'all ever heard that? <laughs> I didn't either. You know. I'm Are you serious? Diana's with it. It's like, you know the assignment. Ezra, please tell me you know this. So basically, like, it's like Thank a term. You. So, like, let's say, like, a girl, like, she wears, like, she wears, like, a really nice outfit. She looks good, whatever. And, like, it just fits into whatever she's doing. It's like, oh, she understood the assignment. Yes. She knew what was going on. Okay, she, I she get it now. I get it now. Okay, I just didn't know. I oh didn't know it was gosh. a popular thing. All right. Matias said, Diana that, understood the assignment. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That fell flat, though. That's a little Whoa. late on a comment there, Matias. You understand your assignment? <laughs> no, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, in my experience, is great to start and end the day with the Lord. That's good. Um, I always found myself, I start at the end of the day. Um, like I, I will fall asleep, which I guess which better way to fall asleep than talking to the Lord. But um, I used to try and read my Bible at night. Bad Bad, bad for me. I can't do that. Um, I would probably be about two verses in and be like... <laughs> Um, so I think my early morning, but I think it's good closing it. I do recap my, I, to be honest with you, I, I talk to the Lord a lot in my quiet time, like my shower, I'm getting ready. Like those are my times that it's just me and nobody else. <laughs> so I'm able to just kind of, you know, I'm not standing there in the mirror talking to him, but in my mind and in my heart, I'm communicating and, and listening. And I'm, I'm someone that always listens to music at that time, too, so that I'm you know, opening my heart. Because it's, it's interesting how, how music, for me personally, can um, you know, take my, my thoughts and my heart out of my now experience and focus on something, especially when you're, you know, you're singing and you're paying attention to the words that you're singing or meditating on. So those are my times to do that. Uh, but I think it's important. Um, he knew the assignment. Jesus knew his assignment. He knew what he came for. And I think that's part of our, you know, our time. And I think our assignments change sometimes. You know, maybe there's, we have a mission. Maybe our, you know, our assignment at some point is to be maybe directly be connected and ministering to somebody. Or maybe our assignment is just to be a good light. Whatever it is, I think our assignments can change. But I think that comes back down to beginning your day or, you know, your plans with the Lord and allowing Him to guide your steps. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I, that's kind of, you know. Yeah. The steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by Him, so are we allowing Him to order? You know, what was amazing, one of the things you said that He, you know, Jesus, He did what the Father wanted, and how many times have I, I realized maybe the Lord said this, and I did my own thing, even though He told me something Yeah, else. I mean, a lot. Right, it happens all the time that all of us, and you know, sometimes it's um, you know, sometimes it's a challenge. You know, sometimes I think that sometimes um, doing the will of God is a challenge. Sometimes it's it's not, but the enemy, in, you know, it might be something that we enjoy doing, lined up with the will of God. But then the enemy still fills our days. See, so the enemy's goal is distraction. We yeah. we talked about this a year ago. Um, when we talk about distraction as the enemy, you know, of direction, and the in, the enemy's job is just to distract and or derail or delay. We used these D words a year ago. I don't know if you remember that uh, podcast or not, but it was distract, derail, delay, in any of those words. So if he can, and so his if he knows he can't stop you, it goes back to the thief comes not right, but to steal, kill, or destroy. 
And if he knows he can't destroy you or kill you, you know, he could steal from you. He could steal your joy, your peace. He can steal your time. He can delay you or he can try to derail you, which basically is a form of delay. Or he can distract you, which is another form of delay. All of these things take away the one thing, right, that we need you know, and that is time. The one thing, so if, if we, he, he feels if he could take away the time, then we have less time to be doing God's work. And, and a lot of times this comes down to, and Diana hit it on the head, and if you look at several scriptures that we had referenced in there where Jesus just over and over, as he, he just, just um, you know, over and over, he, he talks about how I'm here to do the will of the Father. I'm here because he sent me. I'm here, you know, to, to, to give him glory. Um, that's, that's my purpose. That's what, I, that's what I need to do. That's why I'm here. He just kept reiterating that. And so here's the thing I know. I'll speak for me. I'll say most of us, but I'll speak for me. Most of us, I think, I do, sometimes live our life spending time doing everything that the people around us want to do. And if we have any free time, we spend that doing what we want to do. But here's the thing. We miss what God wants us to do. And I think some of us can't say no, you know, when it comes down to no. Why can't we say no? Why can't I say no? Because our sense of self-worth demands that we make ourselves, you know, indispensable to everyone. You know, we feel that our existence is justified when we're doing something, right? However, healthy people say no far more than they say yes. I think this saying no means that we realize that we're human, right? With human limitations, and we have to make choices with our time. And I think that, um, you know, a key to, you know, uh, a key to maintaining, you know, um, that sustainable pace that we talked about yesterday, because that's really what it is, right? We all have paces. It's either fast pace, slow pace, no pace, <laughs> right? Or sustainable pace. And sustainable pace is the only pace because what's the word sustainable mean? It means you're, it means you're able, it means it's able to be kept up, right? So one key to maintaining a pace that we're able to keep up is staying focused, right? Knowing how to say no, you know, and, and every time an opportunity, no matter how noble, th- you know, if, if it threatens to lure you and I from the task that God's assigned us to, then we have to say no. I think we also have to say no to people in our lives. Mm. Some people will steal, so you could know your assignment, be on your way, and so I think that you got to be careful that when you know it and you're headed on your way, make sure you recognize the ones that the Lord puts in your path to either push you along and encourage you, or the ones that are sent to pull you back. So I think not only do we have to say no to, um, you know, things we're doing, but I think we have to be aware and say no to people and even our own thought process. We have to say no to our emotions, right? We could be um, in a situation where maybe we're in a conversation and someone says something that prods us and we have to say, no, no, I'm not going to let anger, hurt, fear, whatever that is, rise up. I'm going to stay steadfast. So I think we have to learn to say no. You know, I want to make sure that we say, we want to say yes to God things and God things would be things that represent the fruit of the spirit. And if we let our attitude, we say yes to bad attitude, bad thinking, it will allow other things, which I think also when we let our guard down and those things come into our life and we're on a path of, you know, anger, unforgiveness, hurt, whatever, those things will automatically weaken or open our heart or our lives to be distracted off of God's perfect plan. Yeah. The, the, can I just say this with boldness? The assignment that God has given you and I is sustainable. 
if we're pursuing it right. I'm going to say it again. The assignment that God has given you and I 100% is sustainable if we are pursuing it right. God knows what he's doing. Amen. So if it feels like things are out of control, then we probably are attempting to do things God never intended for us to do. And Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works that no one can boast for we're God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Amen. So, I mean, you know, today, I think, you know, really kind of taking away from today, you know, understanding that, you know, you only get one day, you know, and then you get another day and you get another day. And there's only there's only there's only one version of today. And then today has X amount of hours. Each each hour has X amount of minutes. And and we have to take full advantage of that. And I think that one of the, you know, the key to hitting every New Year's resolution, call it, or New Year's goal for a believer, the key to you hitting it and I hitting it, all of us, is includes God. And if it includes Him, it has to include His purpose. And if we don't know what that is, we need to find it. If we know what it is and we're not operating in it, then we need to revisit it. But we need to understand that we can't really accomplish the things that we felt like were in our heart without him. And, and, and this is, and he is going to, I think, demand in, in, in so, no uncertain circumstances, you and I to get in line with his time frame this year. And I no think more you have to acknowledge Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, for as by grace you have been given, you have been saved through faith. This is not for your, from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Mm. He prepared in advance for us to do. And I think it's just a matter of acknowledging and seeking and asking and aligning yourself. Trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will direct your path. That's Proverbs 3, 5, one of my favorite Bible verses. He will direct your path. And I think a lot of times we don't acknowledge Him and ask Him for direction. We just start taking it on and then when we're overwhelmed, we ask for Him to come, you know, Bail us out. Bail us out, but He's a God that wants to instruct us so that He doesn't have to bail us out, but that we can live a full life every day because we're trusting and obeying and, and asking Him to guide us. Well, tomorrow we're going to get into, we're going to give you some actionable points. And we're going to start the podcast out with a few things that can help you um, say no <laughs> in a God way. Mike? Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys are enjoying this series, Red Light, Green Light. Really quick, I want to take a moment to run down a couple of things with you guys. If you guys would like, we have a daily encouragement text that goes out every single day. You guys can opt into it for free by texting the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. To our live audience, thank you guys for always being with us on the live stream, both on Facebook and YouTube. But if for another reason you cannot make it to the live stream, you can keep up with us in two ways. Number one, go to YouTube, search Game Changer Podcast Live, and then hit the subscribe button and the bell on our page so you get notified because we upload these episodes every single day at 3.30 p.m. EST. If you're listening to this episode or you can also, sorry, jumped ahead of myself. If you also would like to listen, you can listen to this episode on your favorite podcasting platform for audio. Um, Apple Podcasts being the biggest one that we push, but for whichever one you guys prefer, you guys can find us on there. Subscribe to us on whichever platform you use the most. If you're listening or reading, if you're listening or watching, not reading, 
Do we have a reading version of this? No. No, we don't? We should look into that. No, Does that make sense? No. You already have the movie version. Why would you want to read it? <laughs> I don't know. Do we have... I don't know. You don't turn movies. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode or watching this episode on replay, you can join us live every single morning at 8.30 a.m. EST, Monday through Friday on Facebook or YouTube Live. Just search Game Changer Podcast Live and we will show up. Make sure as you go into the new year and you lay out what this year is going to look like for you, you check out our featured Bible plan, which is Blueprint. It's a five-day reading plan on version of the Bible app. Make sure you subscribe to it, read through it, and then let us know what you think. But thank you all for tuning in today. We'll talk to you guys later about maybe doing a reading version of the podcast. Do we, we want to do that? Okay. Okay, no, as we said, no, so I'm going to go ahead and explain it. But thank you all for tuning in today. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. And on that note, <clears throat> we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.